welcome to episode 402 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Good, how are you? <laughs> Sorry, I had a little bit of a Michael J. Fox thing going on there. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm suffering from, uh, I'm, I'm, it's got to be seasonal allergies, because my nose is always stuffed up, I'm sniffling a lot, runny nose, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a mess, I'm like semi put I'm put together with some really good duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, had a, a mad mediocre week. I, actually, I did more stuff today than I probably did all week. So, <laughs> <laughs> like on the stuff that I've done. Um, but let's start with you. What did you do today? What well, did you do? Today? <laughs> that's the thing. Like I could say, this weekend was probably the the most I've done. So like like the rest of the week was just kind of like work, work, work. You know, that usual, you know, boys. <laughs> yeah, hello, boys. Hi, you miss me. Um, the, the, so, so this Saturday actually was the, which is the big thing I did, um, which was I, I haven't, which I don't think I've done in like almost 20 years. I played Dungeons and Dragons with a group of people. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> That's right. Did you play by yourself? No, no, no. It was, there was, there was a, there was, there was just four. staring alone in a room with a bunch of paper all spread around. You walk into a dungeon. What do you do, with thief? And you slide over. Well, I'm gonna check for, uh, for, for past secret passages and traps. All right, roll for initiative. <laughs> it's a seven, where you feel something but you can't quite disarm it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over and punch it. You can't fight it. Fight. You can't. You can't just punch the trap fighter. No, I want to punch it. No, you don't. You, you can't. Just do it. All right, roll <laughs> twenty. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, and I punch it with it with my gauntlet of infinitive power, which gives it a plus three to anything I hit. <laughs> 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 and you call me the nerd <laughs> recapping <laughs> previous encounters that you've had <laughs> so uh okay so who would you, who'd you play with um well i played with some friends of mine that you know they're from basically grade school uh mostly and my brother as well and then um the actually the dungeon master was one of my friend's sons. It was, it was, I have to say it was a little, I have to say it was a little weird, but no, it worked out really well. I mean, he did, did a really good job being the dungeon master. It was just, it was just really weird because like, I think if you remember from playing Dungeons and Dragons, you had to buy some books, you had to read, you had to do all this kind of stuff to, you know, prepare. And there was all this, there was all these things. And, you know, and then like they, they tried for, uh, uh, a lot of years to doing different things like they had the little uh cast um um figurines that you could paint and you know you would have a map and you know they have all the squares and stuff because you would have like where they are in the room versus the monster and that kind of thing and they had different monsters you could buy to you know to put in its place you know kind of thing as a you know and and you would you know like all that kind of physics and stuff that you'd have to work out and all and i think we the last time played it was like there was there was like many versions of of rules and i think version three is what i was playing now they're up to version five at this point and you're going oh, okay like and it's it was it was completely different in terms of 
like you can go online now and fill out a form basically and print it out. So you'd have just have to put in a few pieces of information and based off that information, it gives you all your stats. Like, so it's like a Mad Libs character sheet. Get away. Yeah. You know, like what race are you? What gender? What's your name? You know, and then like there's these subgroupings, you know, it's like a video game when you, you know, when you set up like some of those advanced games and all, and then you're, you know, you, you have to put in those points for, you know, like, uh, uh, the ability points, you know, kind of thing and where, where to put those and kind of thing. And then there's these like sub, uh, um, you know, of your class, you know, and, and you know, you, you put those in and based off of that, that's only information that sketch actually gets filled out and you could print it out. Like, and it's like, it's like a, you know, complete sheet. And it, it was like a, like a big time saver. Cause like, like, like a lot of those sheets are blank and you'd have to write in all that information. Remember, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, if you were proficient in a crossbow, the longbow, the short sword, uh-huh. the laser, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Or I'm a musician. I can use a staff. I can't use any arm or blah, blah, blah. So you would have to write all that stuff out. But like that now prints it all out for you. Like, you know, once you pick your class and all, it puts all that information in. So it just inserts it. So it's like. It's it's a huge time saver because it's like I'm like this is gonna take like two hours just like that's something that's gonna take at least two hours just to create all the characters for this game you know because because then you go and well what about this and you're like you're like uh you know now you have to think about it you know if you want to go further with it and it, and it was it was it's it, it streamlined it uh, uh extremely and uh, it was uh, my friend Dan's birthday and uh, he uh, he wanted this this was his idea to do this. Um, and apparently he, uh, participated in, you know, in, invested in a Kickstarter pro campaign for a Dungeons and Dragons, uh, module with the, uh, there's a local punk band in Philadelphia. It's called the dead milkman. And apparently some people wanted to use songs, titles and stuff that were in songs to make up this campaign. So that's what we actually played. So it was kind of funny to hear like titles and, and different things like smoking banana peels or, or uh, Camaro on your lawn or there's a big lizard in my backyard, the Methodist coloring book, uh, you know, all these different references to these songs, you know, kind of thing. And I, I haven't listened to Dead Milkman in probably like 20 some years, you know. I, I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed them when we were when we were young, but now I, I've kind of moved on. I haven't really gone back because it's not really like accessible music. You know, you have to go out and find their albums and, and buy them. I mean, you can buy them in stores. Well, I don't know if they still sell them in stores anymore, <laughs> you know, but it's just a, you know, like, like I never thought to go out and look for dead milkmen, like MP3s, you know, uh, uh, type of thing. So it was, it, so you, you, you had, a, that was a lot of references to those, those songs that like in their, in their catalog of albums. And, uh, and it was it was it was neat. It was it was interesting. It was a short campaign. It was like three hours, uh, maybe less, uh, like like two hours. Um, but it was it was fun, you know. And it was like I said, like like some things you you kind of your brain starts to you know think about, and you're going, oh okay, you know. And you know there was because there was like a big bird, and the this this I forget the name of the bird. It was it was a it was a uh, a, uh, a basically like we end up. Uh, across its nest and that's why it was attacking this town we were we were sent to def- like uh get rid of this bird basically so that's we were traveling and we went to all these different places of the town it was called tiny town which is a song from the dead milkman so you you know so we were going to different ones and the different ones like like one was a taco stand i think that was a song or a lyric in a song and then there was the 
Mrs. Mrs. Brown Nose Manor, and uh, doing the Brown Nose is one of their songs. You know, so you, you you that that's like kind of where it matches up. And you had to go around and you had to you know talk to people and try to figure this out. And we end up going to this grave site. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I'm thinking about. It. I did write these down just so I <laughs> so I have it. Uh, the the life of ship boneyard was uh, was one of them. I guess life of shit was a song. Some of these I, I don't remember. Like I was trying to remember. Like I said I haven't I haven't. Uh, um, Taco Land was one. Hangman's boom, Hangman's bang boom was a. Uh, oh no, Crash Bang Boom was a another place. Um, like one was basically like a sheriff's office, which was the Hangman's ba- Hangman's High. Uh, the Crash Bang Boom was a. Um, a, a shop uh the laundromat was basically like a like bathhouse uh the trail there's a trailer park which was actually like a like a basically a trailer park like a uh you know a housing area uh, you know like kind of uh place so it was basically you know you you yet and then and you find out that the bird basically uh has there was these enchanted uh, things that she couldn't get her eggs so finally like you free it the monster you kill the monster that's protecting this area and the eggs she was able to get and she leaves and they become the heroes of the town basically and that's the the whole idea of it the premise of it but it was like yeah, it was funny it's like roll for initiative and you know roll for uh i'm trying to get some of the because some of it was like it was is it this one or this one you're like is this investigation or is this uh, uh i'm trying to pull these pa- pieces of paper uh yeah in, uh, investigation or is this um um where's the where's the other one investigation and or or is this um insight you know like like kind of thing and so you had to roll and you know you have pluses and my, you know checks that you can you know add to your role and then you know so we were you know uh going through and uh we had like two magic users we had a paladin a fighter and i was a, th- a thief at one point and I died because the one of the mages had the the wild, uh, I forget. It was basically like if you cast a spell, like something bad will happen. There's like a bonus. Like it either could be good or bad. Most of the time it's bad. bad. I ended up dying because he threw a fireball and ended up hurting all of us in the process. So I ended up dying in, in the campaign. But they jokingly made me because I was running late getting there. So they made me another character, which I won't get into, but it was a bird of a can- Cancun, which is a race of birds that can't speak, but they can mimic sounds and like certain uh, uh, wizards can um, speak to them through like a mental like uh, telepathy talking through common, uh, the common language. So it was like, so like I had to be that character at the end of it, you know, to, to continue on. And I was just like, but it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, like I said, I haven't played, and I'm, I was trying, I'm trying to think like how long it's been. Um, I don't want to say it's been 20 years. It's, it's been close, you know, to 20 years, right. you know, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to say the least, you know, I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, um, there was a lot of booze involved too. So that was the, you know, the, the adult version. <laughs> Of playing the Dungeons and Dragons, everybody was drinking, so the it got weirder and weirder as the, as the night went on. Um, so uh, that was that was kind of that was that was basically it. But it was it was it was it was it was, it was interesting. But it was funny because the the dungeon master had mood, mood music and he would change songs and like we would laugh because it's like this sounds like a boss battle. Like, this is going to be because you know, some of the music was like that like like the generic. Uh, um, 
gaming uh, music and all of a sudden it was like this high end stuff and you're like oh that sounds like a like a pause battle but he he was playing like it was funny because it's just he was just going through his like i like i don't know what it was but probably like ipod music you know kind of thing of, of things and he was just picking music to uh to, to select uh, and it was kind of fun to to, to add like adding ambiance to it which was uh, which was interesting you know and apparently there was a part where uh there, there was like a moon type of thing going on at the night uh, it was because we had to be at the graveyard at night and um the uh you're supposed to turn off the lights and they they have he had glow in the glow in the uh dark uh um dice that he could use to roll with but he okay. could, but everybody we're getting old so we had a hard time reading some of them some of the guys didn't have like readers you know they needed glasses or whatever and they're not you know they're they're still like hanging on to the fact that they think they're still young <laughs> right. you know and it's like Let no it no there's days going on. I'm like I'm I'm the only one who had readers you know like kind of thing a couple of guys had glasses that they were wearing but a couple of people were using the phone with the light <laughs> trick you know try to you know shed some more light on this so you can read it you know and that was, you know, that was the, you know, so he's like, I didn't, I didn't turn the lights off for that, that part. Cause we, <laughs> you guys had a hard time reading the sheets with, with, with lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that was, that was pretty much my weekend. I, I, I picked up a movie, but I didn't watch it yet. I just picked it up today. It was the, 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 um, uh, monsters hunter, monster hunter, uh, movie. So I picked that up okay. today. So I had, I had a gift certificate to target. We ended up going to target for something and, I was like, hey, you know what? I got since I got this extra money, I'm gonna pick up uh, Monster Hunter. So that's what I did. <laughs> so, and of course, the other thing I did, which I'm sure we're eventually going to talk about, is uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The next episode. So, right. Um, How about you? What's that? What do you think of the episode? I, uh, you know, it was uh, it was par for the course, pretty much. But it was great. Uh, you know, especially. Uh, can I spoil this at all? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. Be, I, um, I'm going to warn people yeah, now. Yeah. We're going to spoil it, I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's by the time we upload it, it'll, it'll be almost uh, heck, four or five days in anyway. So, yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jewy Louise Dreyfus was a character. Uh, she was Contessa Valentine Allegra de Fonte. Right. Um, you know, and, and of course everybody was questioning if that was the power broker, which I don't think she was. I um I know who she is as a as a character. I don't know if you do or not. I, to be honest, I, I had to look it up because I was like, Oh here was my take. Um okay. heard the heels clicking, they pan up. I was like I was like, They got Louis Joy Trifus? She's going to be somebody big in the in the storyline because there's no way that you get a, a woman of that caliber to play a one-off character. Uh-huh. You know, um, Stacy didn't know who she was, and I'm gonna be honest, I really didn't know either. And then I looked up, I had to, I had to Google it, and I realized that the the character is played by Rena Mara, um, mm-hmm. in the um, Hasselhoff version of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, all right, gotcha. And I'm like, okay, well, what part is she playing? Like, you know, is she is she here now as a bad guy? Is she play? Is she part of Sword? Like, what's going on? Because obviously, I saw an article where technically they were supposed to be introducing her character in the Black Widow movie, right? Um, and because of time constraints and them kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it back, it's like 
Like, surprise, she's in this show too. But you know, it's like, all right, I didn't. Um, I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. It's a good get. I, I, me personally, I think anybody on the tele the TV show Seinfeld doesn't ever have to work again for a day in their life if they don't want to. Right. Um, but then she follows it up with that great show Veep, or um, the, the second act, the last act was the new Christine or something right. like that. Right. Um, which was a long running sitcom too after Seinfeld, and then she did Veep. So she's been, and I remember her back. Originally from Saturday Saturday Night Live, um, she's also like the neighbors in the National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Right. Like she is from at least from our world, kind of an icon. Um, so to see her walk on the screen, I was like, oh my god! Like, why is she there? Like, she, you know, it's like. But not only that, the whole, um, you know, when when. What's his face? The same one that goes talk to Isaiah with the shield, and they had that conversation. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've seen enough TV, and I, I, I'm pretty good at reading, like between the lines kind of thing. And throughout the whole series, it's always been a. You can ignore the racial undertones of the show, uh, and how things were viewed, but if you didn't think that there was racial undertones, that this last episode really was like, for those of you in the cheap seats that can't understand what we're talking about here, I'm going to have this character say it, you know, and it made, like, it, to me, it was like, wow, that is a really interesting conversation to, to have or to discuss. Mm. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm too stupid to have that conversation, but I would love to listen to it, <laughs> you know, because I would, I would, I would put my foot in my mouth multiple times. I'd probably say something stupid, not knowingly. And I'm just like, but it brings up a really good question about how the world is perceived because this is, you know, pretty much a, like I always say that the, the, the John Walker character is it's, you know, it's, you know how they always have the meme, um, how we see ourselves and how everyone else sees us. Yeah. I always think that, you know, where it's like everyone sees, we see ourselves as the um, Chris Evans of Captain America, but we're, we're, we're more really the John Walker Captain America. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're that guy and we don't think we are. Or, you know, it's like him and Homelander should do a, a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I really enjoyed the episode. I'm, I'm enjoying the show. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that there's one more episode left because I feel like there's more to you could tell more stories i don't know if there's going to be a season two uh, from everything i've heard the wandavision and the cap uh the, cap, the falcon and winter soldier is are all one-offs uh -huh. um, but it i mean i i ain't hating it it's pretty it's pretty goddamn good in my opinion right you know? did, I'm, I'm sorry you 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 wanted through this whole thing did you discuss the the Jewy louise trifus character at all like you said you looked them up and then you went into this well, I, I looked her up and and, and and basically she was not only nick fury's love interest at one point in time um she also was the head of uh the femme fatales i think it was called it was like her little spinoff uh -huh. um more importantly she was... you're you're getting low here I'm sorry. More importantly, she was um, the head of Hydra at one point. Yeah, she was Madame Hydra. Madame Hydra. Gotcha. Um, so it's like, okay, well, 
are they like is she head of Hydra or is like which version of her are we getting now Stacy's kind of and and I kind of agree with her in the camp of when you come walking into that kind of room and you push everybody else aside and you know you got the purple stripe in your hair chances are you're not you're not you're not a good guy (laughs) so um but I feel like John, John his character though from what we've talked about becomes U.S. agent so part of things like maybe she's part of sword you know because more importantly there was another thing too that happened is that um they're leading up to apparently the next big thing supposedly according to the rumor mill is the secret invasion storyline in the comic books mm-hmm. a secret invasion for those people who don't know has to do with scrolls infiltrating our everyday people and some heroes a la um, Nick Fury in Spider-Man: Far From Home. At the end, he turns into a uh, turns into a scroll, and some people go back to say that he's been a scroll throughout ninety percent of the Marvel movies because of the fact that you know the whole I don't I don't eat my sandwiches diagonally, you know that whole bit. Mm. Um, so, but in the comic books, Nick Fury found out about the Secret Invasion through the Countess. Apparently, he was the, she was the first one that he encountered with the secret invasion stuff and that caused the whole the whole thing to kind of unravel for him mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're going to do that that seems a little like flashbacky not that they can't do flashbacks but i just feel like that's a little it's it's probably easier just to make her you know countess hydra or whatever her name is madam hydra yeah. madam hydra i don't know why i keep forgetting the madam part um you know they'll probably just make her madam hydra i it just makes it easier you got a villain you can point to. I would appreciate maybe if she was sword, because I, I, you need like if they're going to do a TV show series about agents of sword, maybe like why not have her be the the, the Phil Coulson version? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm, whatever it is, I'm there for it because I'm a fan of hers. I've I've always appreciated her as an actress, mm. whether it be comedy or serious. I and mean, let's face it. She's more of a comedic actress, so I, I can definitely see them having fun with this character. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm either way. I'm there. I mean, what did you think? What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I knew who she was right away. You know, especially when she was giving that long title. And um, I, because I've been, I've been, I've been a fan of Nick Fury since he was white. So <laughs> 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 that's how far back I go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. I knew, I knew Nick Fury when he was white. That's how old I am. So, 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 I mean, like he because like I I remember like Nick Fury agents of Shield, and it was like basically like Shield Shield at the time was like a James Bond kind of uh, intergalactic kind of comic book like kind of thing, and and it's like. Tessa and and him are the ones that caused that problem. I don't know if you remember that documentary about superheroes where they couldn't have like a love scene in the comic book. So right. they just blew up a panel of a gun, uh, I think off of her leg or his leg or something like that. Like it was in a holster or whatever. And that like was more apparently more suggestive. It was it was approved and sent through and, and went to uh uh you know to print. And it, it sold more comic books than uh, like anybody. That was like a hot selling title at that time, and it was because of that that image, because of the love scene between Gatessa and uh, Nick Fury. But the thing was, is like 
like that's why I always liked like Nick Fury because he was like a, he was like a James Bond, like a futuristic James Bond. It was like so right. cool to have him as a character, and so I knew him, and I've like read her. Com- I read the comic books, and I have a few. Uh, 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 graphic novels with with them and and you know and, and their and their struggles and stuff like that. So I I knew who she was. I was like, oh my god, like wow, there that's a deep cut to me, <laughs> like to bring her into this. But it's like, yeah, okay, I I I I, I can see where why they need with this level of of villain, you know, in this in this book. Now, granted, I know, like I said, I don't know what what level she's going to be in because. You know, I I was thinking right away she's the villain, but then I'm thinking, no, nah, I think she's just too too cocky because she's so uh, arrogant because she's a contessa, you know, type of thing. And she was kind of right. an arrogant character, so it wasn't like it was, um, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, out of the normal for her. So I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like like thing. And I, of course, I'm thinking, am I remembering this correctly? Because it's been a long, like I said, it's been twenty some years since, like, you know, the contessa. <laughs> I've, I've, me and her have tangled in the pages of the of Fury. All right, um, but uh, it was, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, see the last episode. I'm, I'm, of course, I am, I am upset that it's only six episodes and it's going to end soon. So I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of like, wow, this, this kind of sucks. But I mean, it's great on a uh, Disney for what they're doing for this. And I'm so excited to see the last episode, just to see how this is going to all play out. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm more apt to like, I want, I hope they can get more movies out like quickly now within the next year. Um, you know, because it's just like this, all this buildup is happening, you know? And I'm like, I'm like hopingly like Loki kind of carries this on in the next, you know, like month or whatever. Cause you know we're waiting for we're waiting for black we're waiting for uh, Black Widow to come out you know kind of thing and then, you know hopefully theaters will be up open enough to go see it because I don't really want to spend thirty bucks you know for their their special price just to see this movie right. you know kind of thing because it's like ah uh, I can wait for Blu-ray or DVD for this thing to come out and watch it that way but uh, uh, but I, I do want to see it right away now because I'm more apt to go and I'm 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 kind of curious now what she's going to do as this character like like. We just got a sampling. I hope we get more of a sampling in the next episode for her, you know, kind of thing. And is it going to build for U.S. Agent in – no, I guess it wouldn't because that's more – Because Black Widow is a, is a flashback. Yeah. You know, hmm. so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to U.S. Agent because who knows? I mean, I guess it depends on where they're going with the Contessa storyline. Like, and we haven't even talked about the broker. Like, I, at first I thought it was, you know, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. But- I, 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 you know, some people even say, well, maybe it's the contestant. I'm like, I don't think it's that. I think it's a third party. You know? Yeah, it's somebody else completely. Personally, I mean, I know, and again, I have no knowledge, and I'm probably going to look like an idiot for saying this. I would like it to be someone like Kingpin. You know, somebody who's, because that way you can tie in Daredevil now again. And you can open. I've heard I've heard a lot more rumor mills that Kingpin is the guy, and you know, and at one point he was in the comics, right? So, right. how great would it be? I would love to see like at the very last shot, like you know, they fade back after the credits, they fade back in. You go, okay, here's the power broken. This spins around, and it's what's Vincent D'Onofrio. That's the same. D'Onofrio would be great, you know, to come turn around and attempt. And you're like, holy crap! In the white suit with the cane, you know, like the whole. Like the whole nine, because you know what happened to him after Daredevil. I gotta remember, but I mean, you know, it would make sense that he goes overseas to hide for a little bit. 
You know, it just it's it would be great. And then if the rumor mill about you know like um, what's his face from Daredevil going to be in this new Spider-Man movie, it would be really awesome because it's like oh you're starting to fill in some of those old those holes with characters from the past, and you're bringing those people who are like I like the Daredevil TV show. I like Vincent D'Onofrio as a kingpin. I'm, I mean, much as I liked Michael Duncan Clark. I felt like they hired him because he was a big, bald dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that they're making any, you know, and I thought he was great and I loved him as Kingpin. But Vincent D'Onofrio has able to play and master. It's kind of like the way I feel about Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor. I think his Lex Luthor is spot on and to me the definitive Lex. I think Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin was really good and it really kind of like set the tone of the person and I always read him as. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, it'd be great to see like him spin around in a chair, and there he is, like you know, mustache curl. Me, 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 me. It's been me all along, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that it's they didn't, you know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not the Contessa because I feel like it's kind of too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carter again since she's gotten phone calls from the broker makes me think, okay, well maybe it's, it can't be her unless she's doing it to just fool everybody else. But who does that? You know, <laughs> the broker is supposed to be so secretive. So it's gotta be, a, I'm hoping it's a third party. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, I hope they answer those questions in, in one hour. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think this might be an over an hour episode. I, I, I think, you know, like, cause I mean, this was an hour, this last one and, you know, and, you know, and did you get the bumper at the end of the episode? Like as did you get the bumper at the end with, you know, him making his own shield. And I'm like, I'm every time he like, God bless him as an actor because he's really good because I can't stand him. Like every time he's on screen, I'm like, "Fucking bastard! You're such an asshole! You, 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 low key racist piece of shit kind of thing." Like, <laughs> you know, like, like you're you're just you are everything. That's how that's how the you are how the world sees us right now, you know. And you can't you gotta be stupid if you can't see that, or you're blind, or you're complicit. <laughs> this is another way of putting it. Um, so, but every time he's on screen, I'm like, "Oh, I hate him." God, I hate him. Good job, Kurt Russell Jr. <laughs> Kurt Russell Jr. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the same. Like, like he does such a great job. He's he's such a loathing character that you go, wow. Like he he's the he's he's the character you hate, but you go and that that's that's what makes it so good. It's just like it's just like you're just such a character, but I like. I can't stand you as a character. Like you, you nailed it. <laughs> you've nailed, you've nailed the the U.S. Asian for me. It's like perfect. Like, like you were just like that smarmy. Like, uh like it's like it's, when, he, when he's standing up in front of that council and they're you know basically firing him and stripping him of his rank and title and all that kind of stuff and how mad he gets and how he just kind of belittles them and, and screams at them like a, like like he's a child. I Stacy's like. What happens to him in the comic books? Because this is how you create a this is how you create a, a supervillain. I'm like, e- e- yeah, you're kind of right. Like, <laughs> like you're not like he's, wrong. He's like, he's they're doing everything to, to, to. He's got enough fuel to become a legitimate bad a villain, not just a a, a guy who's in a bad situation, just an, an all out villain. Like, 
yeah, it's like <laughs> you're not not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, but what the problem? And I in my head, I was like, what they'll probably do is just just you know, put him in like a secret sect of you know the government to do covert shadow missions. You know that they don't mind you know having a murderer on their team. <laughs> well, no, he's 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 his his thought his his thin lot like he is that kind of like he is Mister. Um, um, what was I gonna say? He's he's Mister Justice. Like he he's Mister Captain America. Like he he Captain America is not Captain America enough for him. You know, like he's right. like he you know it's 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 you know like 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 we're number one and you know we'll we'll do whatever it takes to be number one. Like that's the that's the idea of it. That's the whole point of right. of this. And that's the you know the reason why U.S. agent his way he is because he's. He's he's kind of a bad guy, but you know, in a way, he's just kind of misunderstood, like as a character, and that's the that's the thing. And it, it's it's good and bad at the same time because you go, I I, I you know, like oh, I, I kind of see his point, but he's going a little too far. But that's the that's the whole idea of um of him in in these in these movies is is that he's that kind of character that's just like he he'll take it too far, and you he's the kind of guy that would storm a Capitol building. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, that's exactly right. He would be he would be the January six, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, he'd be purveying, he'd be leading the charge, as it were. He wouldn't be like telling people the charge. He'd be leading the charge. He'd be the guy in the what do you call it the the, the what do you call it the Qunan shaman or whatever they call him. <laughs> <laughs> Like he'd be standing there in the suit and the uniform, standing up on the podium, screaming, like, <laughs> "Okay, he's yeah, he's that kind." I was gonna be like, he's kind of like the you know Punisher in a way, the Punisher of Justice, but now he's more of a a guy that would storm a Capitol building, believe in everything because he's like, "Yeah, America, fuck yeah, <laughs> coming to save the motherfucking day now, America." <laughs> Just, it's the kind of guy he just portrays, and I'm like, oh, that's really good acting, though, because you know if you can elicit that kind of response out of out of a person like me, you know, like to really not like that person on screen, I'm like, that's a good job. Like you get to pull that, and, and I'm not the only one. Like, every time I'm watching something on TikTok, or always you know pitching about this guy and Facebook, you know, there was a T-shirt that I almost bought online. It was him standing on a T-shirt, and it was like. Not my Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Um, what did I do this week, though? Yes. Um, okay. Well, I went to the movies um, again, like the actual theater. Uh-huh. This time to watch uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, okay. So you this... versus Kong. Uh, yeah, Stacy. Was, she was like. I want to go to the movies. I want to see, you know, like, let's go to the movies. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't think there was anything she really wanted to see. And she said she wanted to see the Godzilla Kong movie on the screen because she didn't watch it with me when it was on TV. Um, I mean, it's still on TV, but meaning that she didn't watch it with me when I watched it. Right. Um, so I was like, okay. So, you know, we had dinner and went out to the movies. It was just as entertaining the second time around. I still think if you want to make a couple extra bucks, you know, cut out the fight scenes mash them together and it'll probably be more interesting than the uh, Jake Paul fight or Logan Paul fight whatever the hell Paul fight it is um, 
it's internet joke. You probably don't even know anything about that, Ed. <laughs> I, 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 I have an idea of what you're talking about when you're talking about the, was it Logan Paul guy? Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a, I know he's an internet, uh, he's a, a, a YouTube sensation. He, he runs his mouth, talks about wanting to beat somebody up. Someone takes him in the thing that he, you know, he can't box. So he's like, okay, well, fight me then. They fight him. They lose a fight. His ego gets bigger. And it just pisses more people off to sooner or later. Because he's not, he, he's a fighter, but he's not really fighting fighters. You know, you right. know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm, I'm a middle, I'm up there in age. And I used to do this job, but not this job. You right. know? <laughs> but, neither here nor there. Um, so... We went to go see Godzilla vs. Kong. Stacy enjoyed the movie. Um, today was a, a bigger day. We were. I'm trying to think. How do I start this off? Um, our big trip today, because we both had off today, was to go out to uh, Kutztown. Okay. Um, to a festival. Um, the festival was called, I forget the name of the festival. The Pennsylvania Cannabis Festival. Now, okay. Before you start, before right now, the audience are going, what? Slow your roll. <laughs> um, uh, we actually went out there to go more for a fact, I'm, I'm going to say fact fighting information. Um, I, my knees are bad. Um, you know, Stacy suffers from migraines, and she felt that in uh, another life she used to um, do something that would help alleviate some of that stress on the headache. Uh-huh. You know, dealing with cannabis. I'll just put it there. Stacy was a pot smoker. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but we had now we because of CBD oils and stuff like that. Um, people take them for health reasons like I have always talked about some of the anxieties I get um, nowadays like I have trouble sleeping sometimes sometimes I get anxious about stuff and I would take some gummy some CBD gummies before I go to bed to help me sleep at night Um, lately we have like a CBD vape pen and it's just CBD oil it doesn't get as high it's just the, the oil from the the CBD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were going to go out there to Kutztown. That's local reference for the people, you know, not around the world. Um, it's take take the middle of nowhere, right, and then put that in the middle of another nowhere. <laughs> All right, that's how far it wasn't super far. It was like from where from where I'm at sitting right now. It may have been like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. So we get up this morning. We drive out there because it's it's free. Because of course it is, right? And it's a nice drive. We pull in and it it, it and it's it's kind of like hippie central, right? You know, Grateful Dead music playing, Pink Floyd playing, a lot of tie dye, hippie hey man, like you know, and a lot of a lot of smell, like because because. Marijuana is decriminalized in the state of Pennsylvania, or it's also we're also a, a medical marijuana state. Mm. So there were people who were smoking around us. Like it's to think about like, remember when we used to go to rock concerts and you'd catch a whiff? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, we walked around. Full disclosure: we didn't stay long. 
Um, the reason why we didn't stay long is for the amount of people who weren't wearing a mask was a little disheartening to us. Huh. You know, it was, I mean, it was outside, granted, but it wasn't like the people were being socially distant. Uh, you know, like some people had masks, some people didn't. I'm going to say most people didn't, which made me a little, like, a little on edge, but, I, oh, Ed, I forgot to tell you, I got my second dose of, of Pfizer in me, so... You know, I'm I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Did you get your shot too this week? No, I got it last week. I got I got it over a week ago. Yeah, so I, it's been over a week uh, since I had my first shot. So uh, two more weeks to go, and I'll be fully vaccinated. So I'm excited. So. Uh, yeah, Stacy got her first shot the day I got my second shot. All right. Um, so we are, but I'm walking around, and I'm not. I'm wearing my mask because you know I'm trying to be, you know. Conscientious, good, good person, good upstanding citizen. Upstanding citizen, yeah. Like, you know, um, and I'm walking around, and it's just, it's a little, like I said, I mean, crowds of people standing next to each other. Just not, and I would say, like, I can understand if your mask was off, if you, if you were eating or smoking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These people were just chit-chatting with each other, just walking around like, like it was an average day in the neighborhood. And it made her, both her and I, feel a little something about it. So we opted to leave. Um, you know, because it's, it's all right. <clears throat> but on the way, we, we went and stopped since we were we passed this Pottstown. I call it the Pottstown Mall, but it's like this retail outlet, outdoor mall. Um, we stopped by there and we bought some tchotchkes and stuff, and I you know shoes and and things like that. And we made a day. We we saved the day out of you know the ride because you know when you're out that far, you got to do something. All right. Um. That was pretty much the the, the extent of, of my day um, today. You know, I'm trying to think what else did I do. Oh, I did. Um, Stacy and I, when we got home, we did watch a documentary that I can talk about. Okay, great. Um, it was the college admission scandal story um, on Netflix. If, do you remember that scandal? Ed? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was interesting was number one, they it kind of took transcripts from what like, the wiretaps, and they had like Matthew Modine, who's a an actor, um, play singer. Sorry, I got a little thing in the back of my throat. Give me a sec while I take a swig here. Okay, <laughs> talking about yourselves, kids. While he takes a swig, chatter, chatter, chatter. All over the back. Thanks. All right. All right. Good. Sorry. Um, it was fascinating. I mean, it, what was to me wasn't. The to me the fascination for me was just how corrupt the college institute is. <laughs> like, like it was just how how they, they, the documentary was more not only it was using this scandal basically to kind of blow the doors off of like uh, how colleges work and how it really doesn't matter what college you go to because education's most of the time the same it's one plus one is still always on equal two whether you're in a prestigious college or you know a corner college mm-hmm. you know? but it was fascinating with how like we perceive that in order to get ahead in the world you have to be in these certain tier colleges because of their prestige um which i found out too that prestige meant uh fake or make meant lying <laughs> French word for lying, deceit. I'm sorry, the French word for deceit. Okay. 
you know, and I was like, that's fascinating because when I was working for my other store, we were a prestige store for like three years straight. And I'm like, oh, I was deceitful. <laughs> so the story, I mean, it's, it's, it was an interesting watch. I mean, because I said it was more interesting for the how, uh, for me, the whole storyline, just the whole article of what was going on when it happened to me just screamed white privilege like a motherfucker. Like you're rich white people trying to get your kids into college by lying and cheating and paying your way in. I mean, Aunt Becky, for God's sakes, got involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was it was it was a really just an interesting story. Like I was watching it, going, "Wow!" And then they're talking about colleges, and they kind of what I what was nice was they kind of interjected like real life people, high school students getting in getting into their colleges that they wanted, mm. or also not getting into colleges, and how much stress is on teenagers nowadays to be part of college, you know. And it, it's it's kind of it's it's like it people act like college is the end all be all like you have to go to college you need to go to college you're not going to get anywhere unless you go to college and I, you know it's and it's the amount of pressure that was put onto these kids it was kind of like kind of sad I mean I remember in my own high school years that you had a choice you either went to trade school or college mm. or you get a, you get a real job that we call it you know it was just it was fascinating to watch. Um, that's kind of that is. Uh, also, I forgot to. I'm gonna back up a little bit. I've, after we left, because we're where Stacy and I were today, we had a run in with the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't horrible. It was actually quite quite nice. It made me it, thinking back on it. It makes me smile and it gets it. It warms the cockles of my cold heart. <laughs> um, it's for those people who don't know the Amish are a, a, a sect in Pennsylvania that you know you've probably seen probably a couple TV shows about them. Um, I was behind a horse and buggy. Yeah. Um, and in the horse and buggy, there's mom and dad were because it's Sunday, so they're probably either going to church or coming from church. It was around that time. Uh. Um, but I'm behind them, and I gotta be honest, Ed, I've never really been behind. You know, because it was kind of like a one, um, it was a two lane road, but there was no shoulder for them to ride on. Uh -huh. so they're kind of like, um, they're right, right in front of me and I'm behind them. And in the, ca in the, in the carriage part, there's, they have two boys, um, and they're sitting in the back and <laughs> clearly they see me and I see them and I'm my own business. But then I noticed the kid is sitting, has his hand where my hand's at. And so I move my hand, and he moves his hand the exact same way. And, <laughs> and I, I chuckled because a part of me is like, and I wasn't, you know, there was no way. I, it was very a sweet interaction. Yeah. Like I, I waved, he waved back, he gave me a thumbs up. I would give, like we we were communicating in a, in like a way a kid would communicate with an adult. Right. You know, and it was it was sweet and it was nearing. But it kind of reminded me, like, if there's something in my head where I remember a kid doing something with another actor and they were kind of, they bonded in that moment where like the, the actor did something and the kid did something back. I can't remember for life of me. 
I, I'm sure it's happened in multiple movies, but yeah. in that moment, it was like my own like little moment. And Stacy was, you know, she thought it was funny. I'm assuming she, she chuckled. Um, but my 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 problem was I didn't know what to do because I didn't know when they were getting off. Like you're following behind them, and I'm like, am I going to be, you know? Five miles behind this 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 family, making funny faces at their kid. <laughs> like, like, look, I mean, I got some go-to faces and hand motions, but then sooner or later, I'm gonna get bored. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm sure it doesn't help that their parents are like, you know, oh my god, the devil's driving behind us because they got a red car. You know, <laughs> like talk to Satan. You know, <laughs> and there's a part of me going like. Can I pass them? Am I allowed to pass them? Do I pass them? Do I have to just kind of leisurely drive at a 10-mile-an-hour pace while two Amish kids are making faces at me? <laughs> or do I slowly drive around them, hoping I don't spook the horses? You know, I know they got blinders on, but yeah, I could still freak them out a little bit. You know, I'm like, I, I didn't know what to do, Ed. You do, I do, but that's you know. But what did you do? Well, <laughs> I, I did the only course of action as I could do. Is I, I slammed on the horn, scared the horses. They ran off the side of the road, and I drove by, giving them, giving the kids the finger. Me <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, what I did was I, I I took a moment and I there was a nice stretch of road where I couldn't see any cars coming at me, so I, I kind of swung out. I did pass them, but I, I kind of did it at a, a not. I didn't zoom by. I'm like, mm, I, I slowly kind of passed them so that they wouldn't. I wouldn't spook them. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, that's that's and I waited till I got like. I mean, at that point, by the time I got past him, I was far enough past him that I was able to kind of casually come back in, hoping that I wasn't going to freak a horse or something. Right. You know, that's, that's the only thing I could do. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's the only thing I could think of. So I'm like, I got, I, I don't know where you're going because there's no, there's no, the road that we were on, there was no, like, turnoffs. It wasn't like, oh, okay, well, the horse clearly is going to go to that little church off to the side or, hey, there's a turnoff right here. Maybe we'll be lucky and they're going to turn there. There was no option. I had no choice but to drive past them. What should I have done, Ed? Nothing. You should have stayed Nothing. behind them and you should have stayed, stayed. You cannot pass a horse on a buggy. You have uh, to. Son of a bitch. It's illegal. It's illegal to what you did. To what you did was illegal. You have to remain behind that, but about a safe distance away because you could spook the horse, or you could you could cause you know thing because any of the engine noise, if you had an engine backfire, could spook the horse. So you have to actually have a like a safe distance back behind the, the car thing. So hold on, it. I got the peanut gallery behind me going. See, I told you you should have done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the reason why she gave you that dirty look as you were driving by. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what to do. I should have just said, "Hey, Stacy, do me a real quick question. Google this because <laughs> I don't know what to do." Because you know, and because <laughs> it happened to me, I I went through the same experience, and the first thought in my head was, "Hey, I can get to a stretch of road. I can go around them on the oncoming lane. Just take it slow, blah blah blah." And then some, exactly what I did. but somebody in the car said, "No, that's illegal," and they looked it up online, and they go. 
You have to remain behind the car at a safe distance of at least 10 feet behind the buggy until the buggy either turns off or you have reached a, where you can turn. That is it. Other than that, you have no choice. They have the uh, legal geez. right of the road, especially in their area. I, you know, and I'll be honest, Ed, I very rarely am allowed to sit there. I do feel guilty that I did that. I, I genuinely do because I don't want to harm or scare or spook. I mean, they're, you know, it's it is, it's, but but I, I I understand your pain because after a while you're like, yeah, this has been like fucking ten minutes. Like, I could have been at my destination twelve times already. Like, that's how you look at it. I knew where we we're going, and I'm like, I don't know where these guys are going. I my fear is there's like you know I can see a church off in a distance, but it, maybe it's like a, a you know five minute car ride. If I'm going like five ten miles an hour behind this horse and buggy I, Ed I wouldn't have made it to the show <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, the best part is the best part is you did it right and you go to whatever place and then eventually like you're you're in there and all of a sudden the Amish people they pull up and you go oh crap that's the buggy <laughs> <laughs> right like my fear is I, I gotta take <laughs> turn off the side because I mean I gotta take a leak or something I'm in a corner market and all of a sudden they come in and they're like that's you young man who passed us officer <laughs> yes you know, and next you know, I'm getting you know, getting the bracelet slapped on for illegal passing a horse and buggy. I mean, only, only, only Pennsylvania. That's right. <laughs> like how many other states and countries go? Oh, you pass a horse and buggy, going to jail, son. Like, I just, you know, I mean, and I honestly did feel. I did, it's not that I, I feel. Now I feel bad. Like, at the time, I was like, <laughs> now that I'm wrong, I feel bad. <laughs> like, like as I'm driving by, love your pies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see you at the next. See you at the next Amish market. Like me, me. <laughs> like love you and witness. Mop, mop. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not gonna. Okay, I gotta remember that next time. Just not just. You guys gotta go deal with that. It's it's a pain in the ass, but that's what it was. Because we were going to a um, uh, well, with, at, at the time it was right around Christmas time. This is years ago, and uh, there was a Christmas museum in Amish country. And we went to that, and then there's this place. I went to that uh, that Christmas museum. Okay. And then there was a restaurant, and I can't remember the restaurant, but it was like it's a big, huge buffet. It goes for like it seems like miles. Like you could, you could go from one end of the place to the other, and there's so much different food. They have Chinese, Italian, Mexican, um, you know, uh, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, you know, right. uh, you know anything you could think of. They had it, you know, basically, you know, that was there. Seafood. And, and and it was a smorgasbord, and I forget the name of it. I couldn't recall. You know, you could put a gun to my head; I won't be able to recall that name. But uh, but it was it, it, it's it's it was it's it was very good. But we basically had to go from there to there, and there was a buggy, and we had to wait. And it's just like you know, I think we had reservations or whatever. And it was just like, and we we're like, we're gonna be late, you know, kind of thing. But there's like nothing you can do. You just gotta, you know. Luckily there was a luckily there was a fork and they went the one way and we kept going the other way and it's like, all right, now I can floor it. <laughs> like uh, an hazel to the next buggy, you know, and then just uh, I feel bad. I think it was a good thing Stacey and I didn't stay at the you know, the 'cause going to the the chronic con, I'm gonna call it. 
<laughs> yeah, then the, then the state trooper, then the state trooper would have got you for, for, oh, you smell like you have pot. You probably have something on you. <laughs> there was some, there was a police presence around the area because this thing was in like a farmer's market. And of course, Stacey's like, do you think the area knows? I'm like, of course they know. But as Ed, some people just can't let go of the past because we're driving past this one farm. And apparently this guy was a, such a Trump supporter that he has his lawn cut or manicured to just says Trump right on his field was said Trump on it. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was kind of awesome, but a part of me is just like, dude, the, the, the amount of dedication that you took to, to do that was, is incredible and all, but it's also fucking four months after he lost. Like, shouldn't you have worked on the rest of your field? Like, well, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> you're you're telling me like like basically it probably was manicured. So he just recently did it. That's the that's the sad that, part. It's that rich, he's doing the upkeep. It's that like, maybe no one maybe he just doesn't know. He just he doesn't know. The, his lawn guy is a Trump supporter, and he goes around lawn to lawn, cutting in Trump. His, his neighbors are fucking with him because they're all like you know like. They're all like, uh, you know, hey, no, Trump won this year. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Go Trump. Because there was a lot of people in the area that had like still had Trump Pence signs up, like as if the election was this year, you know, and it just made me think, oh, I don't. Did anyone tell them? Because I mean, I know we're out in bumfuck nowhere. (laughs) Did they get TV out here? (laughs) Like, like, I mean, sure. I'm sure tug on the rabbit ears. I'm sure there's a, a, a weak signal television station. They'll tell you, guess what? He ain't the president no more. I, but it was it was just wild. It, it felt like I was like I'm like oh there's, there's no way that just it's crazy that <laughs> you took the time and the energy to 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 keep maintain that it was ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I, I was like you know maybe we should stay behind that horse and buggy so I could admire it a little longer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I mean, there was definitely a police presence. I could just see myself getting pulled over because I spooked a horse. Only, uh, I feel guilty. I'm going to be tossed at a turn all night. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> You're welcome. And I'm I glad know. I gave you that kind of service to you. Now I know. Here you go. Here you go, people who run the country. If you're planning on visiting the Amish country and you get behind a horse and buggy, stay behind them. Stay behind at a safe distance. Don't blare your music. You don't want to spook the horses because you don't want to hurt anybody. And Stacy went. Stacy had her first experience with a uh, covered bridge. Oh, okay. Today, you know, on the way home, we went through a covered bridge. You know, the wood one. Yeah. You know, and she was like, "Oh my god, are we going through that?" Like I was like, "Yeah, we are." She was just, like so excited. I never seen such glee. The only time I ever see her that happy is when we went through a mountain to go up to the Poconos. <laughs> 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 the things we take for granted in life, Sean. <laughs> sure, I know. When, you know a covered okay. bridge? A mountain? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna go through that mountain? Holy shit. Yeah, we're gonna go right through that mountain. You know? Should take her should take up to New England, you go underwater. <laughs> I should take her to New England, we go underwater. That would freak really freak her out. <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't freak her out, but it definitely it's you know, like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that, uh, you know, actually, and one of the places we went to at the mall, at this mall, was a Crocs, Crocs store. You know, the shoe, the Crocs. Yeah. Did you yourself some? I didn't. No. God. I'm insulted. You wouldn't even ask. 
<laughs> I did try pair on because she's hounding me. Like um, and I mean I'm talking about like, do we get Crocs? Huh? Huh? Like you want to get them? Get, 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 get a pair. You, you should get, get Crocs. You should. Uh, why are you on this bandwagon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I. Wait, what did she say? What did she say? She's like, yes, I love it. I, 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 I was seeing now. Okay, she has now four pair. By the way. Okay. Okay, and I was sidebar. She works at a fucking shoe store. <laughs> okay. There is no need for her to buy two pairs at this goddamn store today. <laughs> she bought she two today. Wow. What? She 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 bought a the reason why she the real reason why she bought a second pair of shoes today because she bought because she bought to herself giblets or giblies or whatever the fuck they call the little the little tchotchkes that you buy for the it's, it's like it's like bedazzling your balls <laughs> bedazzling your balls okay it's like getting these little things to make personality because you know, if you see a pair of Crocs that got holes in it uh-huh. my whole thing was like you know let's let the water slide out in case if they're like you're draining or whatever right. but apparently you can buy tchotchkes to pl- plug those holes out to be like oh I like Spider-Man here's Spider-Man's face like Stacy's got a bunch of them and she was really excited she like I, I compared because she had a she had a little bit of a freak out in 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 the in Chronicon, and and to to the point where she wanted to to leave. Did and you I was say? Like, wait, 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 wait. Did she say she had a freak out at Chronicon? Well, yeah, because because a couple of things about Stacy. Well, number one, like I said, I mentioned there was not a lot of mask wearers there, and second, <laughs> there there were moments where it was kind of tightly packed. Like imagine being at a Comic Con in the some of those halls. Yeah know how packed they were so i get anxious around kind of big crowds like that too um sometimes especially when we're all packed in i get a little claustrophobic so does stacy so it's one it's you know together we collectively made the choice to leave now i kind of pointed out there at the moment on the ride home that they sell medical marijuana you're having a freak out that was the perfect time to actually talk to somebody right you know and but instead we chose to leave you know because that's what you do right but the moment she found out that there was a crock store at the place we were going, she was like, it was like, <laughs> the best way to put it is she had this like, I don't want to go. We got to go. Oh, my God. And just so she can make it to the crock store. <laughs> like, it was, she, it was like she was pulling it all. Oh, like, a, no, no, we'll go. Oh, well, while we're at here, we might as well stop over here, too. <laughs> so we go, we go into the crock store uh-huh. and. There's a line. A line, Ed. It was, you thought it, you were going to ride in Disney World. Okay. <laughs> there was a line. And, and, <clears throat> um, not only was there a line, but there was also some controversy in the line as well. Be- because there is, the immovable Karen met the unstoppable Karen. Ah. So I could put it. There was this moment, there was the, the planets aligned and you had two Karens bump heads together. You know, it was, it was, it's, it's like seeing zebras fucking the wild, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's majestic and scary all at the same time. <laughs> you know? Cause what happened was, is we're in line and all of a sudden this woman comes walking and she stands behind us with a dog. And while she's standing there, there is another woman 
who technically is behind us, but she was leaving some social distance space. And I guess this Karen slipped in between the two of them. And eventually we started, we, you know, we moved forward because as the line happens to move, we mm-hmm. all move together. Mm-hmm. The woman who was originally, who was, who was technically behind us had to tell the woman who cut in front of us, cut in front of her, that, Hey, just so you know, you actually belong behind, behind me. And the woman, of course, is like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, 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 and immediately blames everything else but her own ignorance. Mm-hmm. And and I'm standing there, and you can hear the conversation, and I'm whispering, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. You know, because <laughs> I'm like, that's what's going through this Karen number one's head, is that I don't care, bitch, you cut in front of me, just apologize and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, all you have to do is get behind me. But instead, you're not telling this long-ass, boring story about how you're from fucking New York, Syracuse, New York, by the way, um, and they drove six hours, I don't, and I don't know, and I lost interest because I was like, I can't, because I'm, because Stacy's now vibrating with giddiness and she's about to go look at rubber shoes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we get inside the store and it's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember the scene in Clerks where Randall go Randall who works at a video store walks into like the their version of Blockbuster and you hear the ah, and he falls down to his knees and like he's in like a church. Uh-huh. I was waiting for that from Stacy. <laughs> it was like you walked in it was like her heaven almost because she got there's Crocs of many colors, there's different styles of Crocs, there's I didn't know Crocs made a sandal. Crocs made kind of a sneaker-esque type thing. Uh-huh. Um, I knew about the work croc, you know, the, the, the hard shell, pl- you know. And I'm like, wow, who knew? And, of course, she's like, you have to try a pair. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you'll be fine. You're, you're going to love it. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, and I wanted to go for ones that laced up, like, because they look like sneakers. Uh-huh. She's like, no, you can't get those. Why would you? Because I told her that if I were to get a pair of Crocs, I would never leave the house with them. I would, it'd be my house slipper, right? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, a sock barefoot type person. I'll walk around the house barefooted all the time. Yeah. I, you know, if I have to run out and dump trash, I'm a bare, my bare feet and my boxers type guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> quickly run out, I'm going run back in. I don't, I don't, I don't need a pair of house slippers. But you know, she's my wife, and I love her, and I'll I'll, I'll help her entertain her whimsies when I can. Right. And so I put a pair on. I put a I put one on. Um, she wouldn't let me put the one on I wanted to try on because it was more of a sneaker. It had laces. Yeah. You, you, God forbid you buy a pair of Croc with laces. Apparently, that's some sort of a mortal sin. You know. Stacey's like, Stacey's like, why would you get house slippers if you have to lace them up? Uh, she's right, and she's right. So I probably wouldn't, would never lace them up. But I was just entertaining the idea because you know. So instead, she had me try on one of the other pairs, one of the slip-on ones, and I just put my foot in. I'm like, yeah, okay, it feels kind of squishy in there. It doesn't. I'm like, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm not getting the tingling sensation. That apparently, like, oh my god, these because she tried on one, and you would have thought. The way she acted, it was like, oh, it was like the best day of her life. Second to our our wedding. You know, because she put them on. She's like, oh, She's my like, God. no, it was better. Right. The crops are better because they fit her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had her size. She's like, put her foot in. She's like, oh, my God, this is great. These are the, I'm getting these. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. 
But right before that, she she went and got herself a whole bunch of these gibbets, you know, and she's like, I need another pair so I could put the gibbets that I just bought on them. And I'm like, why don't you just take some of the other ones off? <laughs> like, forgive me for being sensible about this. And she's like, we don't understand because she's got a red pair of Crocs. That's her. That's her evil star. That's her Star Wars Crocs because she's got you know like yeah. <laughs> themed Crocs. <laughs> she's got themed Crocs basically. <laughs> so the red ones are her her Star Wars ones. She's got her white ones, which is kind of like her 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 casual one. <laughs> so it's got like you know special ones but she bought a blue pair and with the blue pair she bought like this ocean themed gibbets and then she found one which was surprising was one that had like Texas on it it had like y'all it had like a um, I don't know it's, I thought she was going to reach him and show them to me um, hold on okay it's got like it's got the state of Texas on there um, a cowboy hat um, like you know, and then uh, a uh, a little gibbet that says Texas and the the Longhorn thing, and but you know she has to you know get a new pair so she can swap them out or, or at least have them somewhere. Right. Uh, and she works at at she works at a, a candle place and body care place. Right. So I'm I'm swimming in candles. Okay. Now I know that I'm a bit of a collector, right? <laughs> and I know that I, sometimes I could be a little uh, obsessive over my collection. Is a nice way of putting it, uh-huh. you know. But my wife Ed is—it's like, hey, hey, put it this way: her working at a, at, a, at a shoe store and a place that sells candles, you might as well say, hey, fat kid, you want to work in a candy shop? <laughs> You know, because you get free samples. You know, <laughs> like see, see, <laughs> see, it's it's just more funnier because of where you work. <laughs> right, I know. I, I I appreciate the irony that I work at a video game distributor retailer, and I I play video games. I completely understand. I understand. But Ed, I she's now showing me her red ones because now she's super proud. Like she, she's like a cat bringing me a dead mouse. All right. She's like, oh, her her Star Wars theme one. One's got C three PO, Yoda, Kylo Ren, what's uh, her face, uh, Ray, and BB eight on one of them, and then Darth Maul, Captain Phasm, Vader, Chewie, and R two on the other. Wow, it's her Star Wars ones. Yeah, um, I'm like, uh-huh. so I, I got shoes everywhere. Now, now we got we got th- things to slide under the bed. I mean, the ones that like, hey, here hold 40 shoes. She, she bought two of them. <laughs> you know, so uh, she probably has 80 pairs of shoes now, you know, and then a thousand candles. Like, we are our own house of wax. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm going to sit here one day and just carve my, get, grab a green candle, just carve myself a Yoda or something. <laughs> just wipe them all down and just, Sean, what'd you do this week? I whittled the Chewy. <laughs> Yeah. I had a brown candle. Couldn't help myself. Yeah. I melted some of them. He smells like chocolate. It's awesome. Yeah. She's like, I, I don't like chocolate. You know, so we never, we would never have. God forbid, we would never have a chocolate candle in his house. 
Because she doesn't like chocolate. I love chocolate, by the way. But my opinion doesn't matter, Ed. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Noodles. Nope, not, not at all. <laughs> you know, but you know what she does? She does this thing, and I keep telling her she needs to start making videos. She does that whole, like, well, if you had to pick a person in, in, pop, in pop culture, what would they smell like? Okay. <laughs> right, okay. For example, um, I'm going to say, baby, who's Loki smell like? There's a candle called Sweet Mint Julep. She thinks that Loki would smell like that. It's his personality. If the personality had a scent, okay, it's the best. Not that he's like you know he bathes in cool mint julep, <laughs> sweet mint julep. See, I can't even say I'm right. She's getting mad at me. <laughs> I said cool. She's like sweet. <laughs> like if you're gonna talk about it, talk about it right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, if, based on someone's personality, there's a candle that's associated with that personality. She did it with, her, with Harry Potter people. She's doing it with Marvel characters. And I don't entertain it. It's, it's what they do at work when they're bored. And the customers. And the, and the customers. Because this all started by some tweens coming in, asking about uh, what's, uh, asking for a serious Snape uh, candle, a server Snape candle. And then, you know, Stacy understood it. That's what she was able to translate what the tweens were talking about on another level because everyone kind of looked at them like, I don't know what you were talking about. And Stacey had to explain to the adults in the room that it's a TikTok trend and that, you know, this is what they do. And then it caused people to go, okay, well, who's this? And how would you – and then Stacey started playing. And, and apparently she's pretty good at it. It's like this innate ability that she has. She's like an X-Men now. <laughs> you know, she didn't know she had it. Now she, you know, she gets a job dealing with it. Now she has a superpower of being able to go, oh, give me a character. I think they're going to smell like sweet, fruity punch. You know, no, Dr. Strange is bubbly rosé, by the way. I don't know why she had to throw that at me because I wasn't even making a comparison to anybody. It was <laughs> like she had to correct me on something I wasn't even talking about. <laughs> Welcome to marriage life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so needless to say, she bought Crocs. I did not, just for the record. and tie that nice little bow. She go, she she bought enough Crocs for both of us. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day you'll be wearing Crocs. You're like, hey, these are kind of comfortable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear myself a pair of Crocs. I'm going to get myself a robe. I'm going to have that robe half open. I'm standing on the lawn with my boxer briefs just in the middle of the summer, just for fuck's sakes. Just, with, the, with the big hole in the right place. Uh, I'm just going right, to end with a shovel. Just stand out there on the lawn with a shovel, just pretending to dig holes. You know, and yell at the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I know you took my orange. I know my orange. You buried it somewhere in this field. <laughs> Don't just start rambling. The best, the best thing would be get black socks, black socks, Crocs, <laughs> the robe, no boxers. My boxers just no, no boxers. And it's it's tied it away, but as you're shoveling, it, it sways in the breeze. <laughs> no, I would have no. I would wear it. Would have to be. I would have to beat it up. It would have to be like a dirty brown robe. And I would have to have it on me, but I would have it tied 
not tied tight, but tied <laughs> loose enough that it stays kind of like at my sides. Yes. And I would have like my, you know, I'm chubby, so my gut kind of be pushing against it, you know. And then the, I would the have, like, shirt you're wearing is two times too, too, too short, short, so it looks like a crop top, <laughs> you know. Yes. And I'm standing out there in like bright yellow Crocs with black socks, <laughs> and just, just it says just wait, we have yellow Crocs. Like, oh my god, that's doable. Like, like, and I have black socks too. I smell a meme coming. <laughs> All I need is a dirty brown room, apparently. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I can just stand there and just be like, hey, hey, to like, hey, why are you kids out here? You know? <laughs> hey, that's not your parking spot. <laughs> or, or just randomly go out in the street and just direct traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can make it. Standing in the middle of the four-way stop sign, just standing there going, no, no, you can stop. Okay, you go. Just, <laughs> just randomly just standing out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> no, 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 you go. Then you go. <laughs> I want the color of your car, so therefore you're going to be last. <laughs> Sir, why are you standing out here? Well, direct the traffic officer. Doing your job, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sean, what you do this week? I got arrested, Ed. (laughs) They found out I passed the buggy and they came a calling. (laughs) The Amish found a phone. (laughs) <laughs> he made a call to, to IXII. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm getting the, 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 the books. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm shoved in a, a watering hole with my cracks on, and being told I'm about to get drawn and quartered for passing a buggy <laughs> my last meal is going to be a shoe fly pie though so I'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> so that was my weekend <laughs> uh, so uh, I also did buy a video game we can get that a little later on okay uh, so uh I, I'm trying to think. Did I, buy, did I get any movies? I not got, that got, did not get any movies. You said you got Monster Hunter. Have yes. you watched it yet? No, no. I just got it today, and uh, I went out and did had to do something else today, so I wasn't even able to uh, enjoy it yet. So, But I have it all set up in digital mode, so I can uh, hopefully watch it this week and enjoy it. Um, but uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Okay. Um, just so that way uh, we can do the release of the weeks. So here we go, kids. Uh, the first one is uh, Dave Chappelle's Block Party is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Um, that's that Netflix special that came out a little while ago. It's now available for anybody who doesn't have Netflix and can be able to enjoy it. Okay. Um, a series called Till Death. Um, it's The complete series is coming out on DVD this week. It has um, Brad Garrett, who was in Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, and uh, he was pretty funny in that. So uh, there you go. And then we also have... Oh, sorry. I think I remember seeing a couple episodes of that. Okay. Yeah, just just throwing it out there. Yep. And then finally, we have the the Van Halen story, the early years. It's narrated by the original VJ, JJ Jackson, 
And of course, it's about the Van Halen in their early years, uh, chronicling their life with Eddie, David Lee Roth, uh, Alex, and uh, Mark Anthony uh, as their uh, as the band. So, uh, if you're into Van Halen, this might be something up your alley. Something to capitalize on. There you go. All right, and uh, let's move on to video games. All right. Okay, we got uh, Let me try it again. MLB The Show 21 developed. And published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and X. And it's coming out the Tuesday, the 20th. That's right. Momentous occasion, Ed. It's the first time an MLB game will be on the Xbox platform. And a little nostalgia, because it's made by PlayStation Studios, you just got to look at the cover, because it's, it's, it's an Xbox cover, but it's got the PlayStation logo on it. Wow. Because it's a you know like the little PlayStation Studios. I'm like, yeah, that's a nice little collector thing. Because who knows if they're going to do that again? Right. Hey, what else is coming out? Uh, then we have um, Atelier Mysterious, the uh, trilogy deluxe. I'm butchered that one again. Uh, Atelier Mysterious trilogy deluxe pack developed by Gust and published by Koi Temco for the PS4, P- uh, Switch, and PC, and that'll come out to uh, the 22nd on Thursday. All right. And then we have uh, Buildings Have Feelings 2, T-O-O. Oh, I remember that game. Okay. It's developed by uh, Blackstaff Games and published by Merge Games for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That'll come out Thursday, the 22nd. Uh, then we have Judgment. Developed and published by Sega for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and Stadia. And that will be coming out on Friday the 23rd. And finally, we have Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Developed by Toy Logic and published by Square Enix for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And as all the video games, Al, coming out this week. Okay. Um... Well, as I said a few minutes ago, I have been playing a couple of video games. Um, I picked up, I know Mortal Kombat comes out next week, you Um, know, the movie. So I picked up the Mortal Kombat Ultimate Edition. Um, Number one, it was on sale for like half price. I'm like, and and not only is it Mortal Kombat 11, but it comes with the expansion of the Aftermath storyline, and it has all... The, all the characters they've released up to it including Rambo Terminator Spawn Robocop Joker you know like all the the, the special guests right um, so I was I, I played the first I played you know the first half of the game I would say you know, the um, Mortal Kombat 11 when it came out a couple years back uh, I enjoyed it I enjoyed the story I mean it's Mortal Kombat I mean I don't know what more you can really say Right before I came on air, though, I was finishing up the Aftermath special, the sequel, the Aftermath section. Um, I didn't get to see the final, you know, the the final wrap-up, I guess, because uh, I quick hopped on to do the show. (laughs) I don't know how. Some of of those cutscenes are like like five minutes long, and I'm like, I I can't, I can't. You're like, I'm ready when you are. I was like, oh, okay, let me go, you know, grab my drink, you know, quick go potty. You know, do my my pre-show routine. 
I'm like, so probably after I get on the show, I'll go back to it just to kind of see the final things. But and I did dick around a little bit the other day with the characters just to be like, oh, so this is what this person looks like, and this is what this person looks like. I didn't do any real fighting with the characters because I wanted to do the storyline first. Mm. Um, it was, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. I gotta be honest, I don't know. What, just, they ain't breaking new grounds. I mean, it looks great visually. It's kind of cool, you know. I mean, as a as a kid from the '80s, I get to go. I wonder who would win in a fight: Terminator or RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, who if, if who would win in a fight? You know, Terminator or or Rambo? <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it's kind of how I I'm approaching it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, of course, I, I also like the idea that. I know Sylvester Stallone did his own voice work for the character, so I'm like, all right, well, good for him. He's got a second, he got a second bite of the apple of the I'm going to be Rambo in a video game now. You know, a, a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I picked it up. I'm probably going to bring it back because I, I bought it pre-owned, and you know, I got the hey, like if you buy a game, you can always bring it back in a week if you don't like it. Uh, it's the WWE Battlegrounds. Huh. It's it's right after NBA after after WWE 2K20 came out. They didn't have a 21 um, because 20 didn't sell well, uh, and it's also what they would call a transitional game, meaning that another studio bought the rights to the game to finish it, um, and 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 therefore the game wasn't really well received or well liked and. I've played WWE games in the past, and some of them are kind of janky. You know, like the controls are kind of wonky, or the graphics don't look as good as they could possibly look. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, Battlegrounds, is kind of more like a imagine if they had like little character character caricatures of those superstars, and there is there's like this storyline where they're trying to find a the next WWE superstar where they're going to each one of the these people's hometowns and you know, get into battles like oh look I was a guy from New York and he fights some people and he wins and then the next chapter is I'm a guy from Florida and I don't know where the storyline's going um, but it's 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 kind of it's done in this like comic book arc type drawing uh, the gameplay is cute it's not horrible um it definitely felt like oh well, we got we got to make some sort of WWE game. Let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's very kid friendly. I mean, the the caricatures are kind of cool. Um, the controllers are, are decent, but ultimately, I'm like, there's just every time I see it, you ever like see a game and you go, I don't know if I want to like it, but there's something about it that kind of calls calls to you and that you want to try it just for the sake of trying it. Mm-hmm. It could be you don't know why. That's what battlegrounds was for me it was like okay well i didn't like i heard 20 sucked i think the last time i actually played a wwe game was when they made a big deal about the undertaker his 20 and 0 run at wrestlemania because hmm. it was a special coffin tin i got with it and that's the last one i bought um every once in a while i, I dip my toe in the water but i just i was like eh. and then they just recently announced um wwe 2k22 so apparently that's it's being launched there. They they took the year off, polished it up. I did see like a teaser trailer for it. They kind of aired one during WrestleMania this this time around, and the graphics look really good. 
but I feel like it's, of course it does, because it's probably captured on one of the X's or the S's or the PS5, you know, one of the newer systems where it's all smooth and shiny. Mm-hmm. It looks good, but I mean, the Battlegrounds, it's a cute game. I mean, if you need a little, like, I would say it's like a, if you don't want your kids to play the bloody Mortal Kombat, get them W, and they like wrestling, get them Battlegrounds, because it's a cute fighting game. Hmm. You know? That is the... Uh, also, too, I don't know, you are a PlayStation Plus member, I'd like to remind you that your two free games this month are Days Gone and Zombie Army 4. Wow. So, if you never played Days Gone, basically it's, it's a post-apocalyptic future... And not too far in the future, though, because you're kind of a biker dude and you're driving around your motorcycle and you're, you know, uh, trying to survive hordes of zombies. Um, apparently, it was, it was pretty good. Um, you kind of like Daryl Dixon. Um, but it's played by the guy who does the voice of Darth Maul and, and Shatterstar. What, or Storm Sla- what was the name of the character from Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed. Oh, uh, it was uh, uh, Starkiller. Starkiller, okay. Um, Sam Witwer. Yeah. The guy who's the voice of the character and also is, it, it's his likeness in the game. Um, and I, I've i played it because um, I got a copy when it first came out. It, I I talked about it on the show that I had problems riding, driving the motorcycle. I'm a little too heavy-handed you know, on the, on the throttle. Mm-hmm. And I take my turns a little too sharp, and next thing I'm hitting trees. It's ugly. Um, <clears throat> but the other game, Army Zombie Four, is actually pretty fun. It's 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 in the series of the Army Zombie trilogy. It's by the people who make uh, snipe, the Sniper Elite games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know World War Two zombies. You know you get to pick a character, and you go. You know they give you like little mission based things. It's actually. Quite surprisingly, because it was a game I was interested in purchasing on a on a regular basis. Like when it first came out, I was like, "Oh, I really like the series. I think maybe I'll get it." Never got around to it. And if you wait long enough, it became it became free on PlayStation Plus. I was like, "Ooh, here's my chance, my opportunity to download a game that I want to play." And I actually really, really, I, I think it's a really good game, and it's free oh, if you're cool. a Plus member. Yeah. If you like shooting zombies. And you know, watching slow mo bullet time going through ripping through bodies of flesh. That's your, you know, <laughs> go have at it. Or if you just want a free game, you know, uh, that's 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 my video. That's Sean's video game review. I don't. Is there anything else you'd like to add to any of that? You gaming? No, no, I, I keep I keep meaning to go back to um, every every time I keep seeing updates that are being announced for um, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So I'm, I think I want to go back and, and play it and try it out, and I just never get around to to doing it. Um, you know, because I, I actually was going to do it last night. I was like, oh, I'll play D anD D. I'll come home and I'll. You know, I'll, I'll thing, but I didn't get home till like four a.m. So four thirty. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing video games now." I mean, I could have because I was still kind of wired, so I probably had a good two hours left in me, you know, kind of thing. But I had things to do today. I'm thinking, "Yeah, I should get some sleep so that way I'm not like, oh, I'm so tired." <laughs> and my wife's like, "We got to do all this stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't think it's gonna happen." <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but anyway. I do have news. 
Okay. All right. Um, I think last week we talked about the Powerpuff Girls signing on David Fassad as the professor. Yes. Um, well, they've uh, officially Powerpuff Girl pilot at CW gets official first look. Um, have you seen some of these photos, Ed? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, apparently, those photos of the girls in the, in the dresses are. It's, I feel like this is one of those cases where they throw up an image on, on, on social media and the internet loses its shit so they have to backpedal and go no 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 you don't understand that's just one outfit because apparently that outfit is for when the girls were in, in flashback moments like I guess I guess it's going to be since they are apart this must be the story of how they became apart maybe so they have the flashback to when they're all in their official costumes <laughs> I, I I don't know. The, to me, um, and again, it's a CW released an official look at the photos um, of the sets. I'm trying to think here. It is uh, they kind of give you a breakdown. Uh, the photo put series Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and, and Yana Perlet in their character signature colors. However, these costumes are a far cry from the dresses the girls wore during their time as superheroes. Uh, in the pilot, which picks up when the girls are adults. They will wear a more casual clothing, as seen below. You know, they got um, Dove, who's the blue one. Uh, I think it's Bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in blue, like a blue tee. Then you got um, Buttercup, who's the angry one. She's in green. Mm-hmm. And um, Blossom is the leader and in red. Um, so they, uh, there's like a little, there was a breakdown of how the girls. Like all their attitudes of like, and where are they now? Like, why are they all <laughs> angsty and angry? And like, there's like a little breakdown of their characters. Uh, 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 the series Simply Titled Powerpuff was first announced as being development back in August, based on the cartoon series created by Craig McCracken. The new series sees the Pinestein superheroes as disillusioned twenty-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. <laughs> Will they agree to reunite? Now that the world needs them more than ever, dun, 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 dun. Um, they have also um, they did cast um, it's Mojo Jojo Junior. <laughs> okay, um, it's Nicholas Pondani will play the show's version of villain Mojo Jojo, uh, named Joseph Jojo Mondel Junior. <laughs> and Robin Lively will play Sarah Bellum. Um, just to let you know that they got a couple bad guys. Um, <clears throat> see, apparently, Blossom was a spunky, conscientious little Miss Perfect child who holds several advanced degrees, but a repressed kitty superhero trauma has left her feeling anxious, anxious and reclusive, and she aims to become a leader again. This time on her own terms, Ed. Wow. Okay. Bubbles, played by Cameron, had the sweet girl disposition that won America's heart as a child. She still sparkles as an adult, but her charming exterior belies an unexpected toughness and wit. She initially is more interested in recapturing her fame than saving the world, but she just might surprise us and herself, Ed. Hoo-hoo. Buttercup was the rebellious badass of the Powerpuff Girls in its heyday. More sensitive than her tough exterior suggests, she has spent her adulthood trying to shed 
her Powerpuff Girl identity and live an anonymous life. Oh, boy, Ed. Stay tuned. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll watch it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull this off. <laughs> you know, and it could be great. It could be great. Um, speaking of shows to how they're going to pull it off, I am almost done season one of Gotham. <laughs> just, you know, just throwing it out there because I did mention <laughs> last week that we were, I was, I was starting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone's going, I wonder if Sean's going to talk about Gotham. I mean, I know it's kind of old and kind of dead since the show's gone. But I just the last episode I watched was um, the one where they introduced Jeremy, um, Jerome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what the guy who's their their version of the Joker. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty good episode. I forgot how good he was in that moment. That switch where he goes from oh victim child to a murderer child. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Ed, but Ed. Last week we talked about how they have uh, Helen Mirren joining the cast of Shazam Two. Was it was it Helen Mirren? I think it was. Um, guess who they got now? Um, uh, now I'm gonna forget. Guess. So go ahead. It is Lucy Liu. Oh she, really? She joined Shazam: Fury of the Gods, cast as a villain. Guess which villain? Um, you don't know. You don't know. Do you know anything about Shazam? No, I mean, not Shazam. And Captain Marvel, as he's known. <laughs> no, I don't know. She's playing Calypso. Um, Calypso has no comic counterpart, as far as we know. <laughs> uh, Lucy Liu is joining the upcoming uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, announced on Monday on, on the wrap. Uh, even better, Lucy Lewis McKess is the villainous guy Calypso, the history of Helen Mirren's character, Hespera, and daughter to Atlas. Uh, neither Hespera or Calypso are featured in the actual DC Comics, but Atlas has appeared to dual members of the Justice League um, in one of the sources of Shaz- and is one of the sources of Shazam's powers. Uh, so... Lou's also joining West Side Story star Rachel Ziegler, who's playing a currently unknown role. Much of the original cast and production crew was set to return, including Zachary Levi as Shazam and Asher Angel as his young alter ego, Billy Batson. Uh, So, there you go. Got another bad guy in this movie. All right. You got two bad guys. You know, Ed, I know you subscribe to the idea of too many bad guys... Not gonna work. Not gonna work. It's too many cooks, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? They 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 did pull off the the first Shazam. I was more surprised of how it turned out than than I thought. You know, kind of thing. So I, I'm gonna. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna watch it. I like it's 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 not like I'm not gonna you know not see this movie. Um, right. You know. Um, I, I'm trying to think that I, I think I missed it in the theater and I just watched it and ended up watching it on uh, uh, buying it and, and watching it that way or you brought it over or something like that. I know I have a copy of it, but I mean, like I, you might have brought it over and watched it then or something like that. And it was better than I thought it was. So is there's that you know, kind of thing. So you never know. Philadelphia's got its own superhero. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's That's from Philadelphia, isn't he? 
my big takeaway from the whole movie is he's on set the buses and you can see you can see the Philadelphia they're in Philadelphia they haven't said it but we all know it he was on the Frankfurt Market line Frankfurt Market right. line of SEPTA and bitch I know that line he's from Philly that's right I forgot yeah. <laughs> alright well um, Ed apparently Disney's in trouble what now well, I don't know. They're really not really in trouble. But, I mean, apparently the Predator screenwriters are suing to win back the franchise rights from Disney. After 35 years, film franchises are, are susceptible to copyright termination. Did you know that? No. Yes, apparently that if you have a copyright, like let's, in this case, um, the Predator is owned by Fox, which is now owned by Disney, that after 35 years, they can actually try to get it back huh. you know, they, they it's you know uh, you can go to court and I guess apparently sue you, them for the rights back um, this is reported on Deadline um, I'm going to go with the, the original story because uh, there's a follow up in the same article uh, Jim and John Thomas who were, wrote the 87's version of Predator which back then it was called Hunters uh, filed a lawsuit against Disney in their attempt to reclaim the rights to the franchise as reported by The Hollywood Reporter, the Thomas brothers filed a lawsuit in California and claimed that Disney, the company that now owns 20th Century Fox, is getting in their way. Copyright laws termination provision states that after roughly 35 years uh, for newer after 35 years of, for newer works, the original authors of a property may cancel transfers and end a studio's hold on a franchise. I, you know what? I guess I understand why they, like, for me, the, in 2019, the same issue arose over the rights of the um, Terminator franchise and the Die Hard franchise, which are also coming up on their 35th anniversaries, by the way, mm. if you just don't already feel old enough that we're talking about 35 years of Predator. Um, I, I guess, sidebar is, I guess I can understand that, because, like, after 35 years, if you're not producing any like I could sell we could sell the rights to Geeksters the movie right and Sony could buy it and they could be really really into it but then all of a sudden like for 35 years they haven't done anything with it and all of a sudden Warner Brothers is knocking our door going hey I heard what about that ever happened to that Geekster script you know can we have it because we want to make a movie out of it for a while it'd be like no it's tied up in litigation because Sony has it and they're not letting it go mm -hmm. but now it's 35 years and go look you guys haven't done anything with it or, or even if you've done something with it we reserve the right to try to get back to maybe maybe make a better property you know or sell it to somebody else who wants to do something with it mm -hmm. um, but apparently Disney has been planning to do a Predator reboot with the uh um, director of 10 Clover for Lane, Dan, Dan Trachenberg. But the, this termination notice, which the Thomas brothers first filed in 2016, may alter the plans. Hmm. Uh, the Thomas brothers script, which was originally titled Hunters, was written in 1986, making 2021 the 35th anniversary, um, just to, just as if you need to know the math. All right. Hmm. Um, the, the brothers are seeking declaratory relief and is represented by a, a lawyer who won a similar case with the writers of Friday the 13th in 2018, which probably explains why they did the the bad, the shitty reboot. <laughs> I, wonder if it's, I wonder if that's the same reason why they did the shitty Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, sorry. I, my mind went down to a, went down a, a little small pop, 
pothole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but apparently there's an update. Uh, the update is, as reported by Deadline, Disney has responded to the lawsuit filed by Jim and Don Thomas by, guess what, Ed? Filing their own lawsuit. Wow. Is are attempting to prematurely terminate 20th Century's rights to the Hunter screenplay at the time the studio is working on, um, while they're working on another entry of the franchise. Uh, the, the, here's some legal ease. Defendants' notices failed to comply with these statutory requirements and are invalid as the matter of law, states Disney's own jury trial. I just said, they're going to sue us? Fuck them, let's sue them! <laughs> they come after us we go after them get the lawyers <laughs> you just hear a bunch of bargain <laughs> that's right boys calm down you'll get your day in court don't worry that <laughs> <laughs> bunch of Disney lawyers just foaming at the mouth Wayne look bless you bless you <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready boss Calm down, calm down. Let me at him, let me at him. I'll sue the shit out of him. Come on, come on. Huh? <laughs> we'll get their day, they'll get their day in court, damn it. Um, apparently, uh, the complaint was also filed today in federal court. Uh, 20th Century seeks a declaration pursued in uh, ooh, so 28 USC, some symbol, 2020. 2201, that defendants' notice of termination are invalid. Invalid, Ed. This action is necessary because the defendants are improperly attempting to prematurely terminate 20th century rights to the Hunter screenplay at the very time that 20th century is investing substantial time, money, and effort in developing another installment in the, its successful Predator franchise. Hear, hear. Wow. I don't know. I mean, you, you might want to rethink that word successful, though. <laughs> I mean, one, two, maybe, but some of those were... I didn't see the most reefs one. Apparently, I'm not missing much. I kind of want to, because I heard it's 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 a film. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's a film? <laughs> I, I heard it. it it's, it's, you know, it, it was made. I don't know if it was any good or not. I have not heard good things about it. But, you know, sometimes a good movie is a bad movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, studios and demands and, you know, lately Warner Brothers has been getting into some hot water as of recently about what they want, like, especially with the Snyder Cut and all that kind of crap. Apparently, Ed, um, there's a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out this week. Mm. <laughs> right? And apparently there's a new character in the movie called Cole Young. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, apparently, according to this article uh, from MovieWeb, so go take that for what it's worth, um, the new Mortal Kombat character, Cole Young, came as a demand from the studio. Uh, the Mortal Kombat reboot writer said the studio demanded the film have a new lead character. Um, here's the article. When it was announced that the iconic gaming franchise Mortal Kombat was getting a movie reboot, fans fell to wondering whether Liu Kang would continue to be the central hero of the story or whether one of the other fan-favorite characters from the game would take center stage. Uh, there was a lot of surprise and even outrage at outrage, I tell you, when it was revealed that the main character would be someone entirely new. 
Uh, it's an MMA fighter named Cole Young, played by Lewis Tan. Uh, in an interview with Inverse, the co-screenwriter of Mortal Kombat, Greg Russo, explained that the decision to lead the movie with a new character was taken by the studio instead of the creative team. Uh, here is the quote. It was something the studio wanted. The new protagonist was an idea loaded in prior to my involvement. I inherited a script in 2016 and that had the new protagonist in it, but it had no tie to the mythology of Mortal Kombat. I thought if we were going to do it, I wanted to make sure we do it right and and that this character fits into the mythology in an organic way. Uh, the trailer introduces Cole as a down-on-his-luck fighter who unwittingly becomes involved in an interdimensional tournament where the future of Earth is at stake. While Cole has no prior knowledge to Mortal Kombat, he is hinted to have a deep connection to the mythology of the tournament since Cole is shown to carry a dragon birthmark that indicates he has some relation to an elder god that's that created Mortal Kombat. Um, apart from the movie, Pro from Cole, the movie does feature plenty of fan favorites from Liu Kang to Sub-Zero, Jax, Sonya, Kano, and Scorpion. According to Rousseau, who is a big fan of the games and the film it's based on, it was important to make sure that every fighter contributed meaningfully to the storyline instead of just leaving everything to Cole. Again, followed up with a quote of, I've seen movie franchises where they bring in a new character, and that character is the poster child of the movie. I felt that was wrong. Even though we're bringing in a new character, which Mortal Kombat does with every game, all the characters you love and are going to have their moment. They're going to do their cool shit that no one else is going to feel that they're in their corner doing nothing. That was important for me. All right, so get ready for some fatalities, Ed. That's, now that sounds terrible. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you had me until you mentioned this cold dude. Now yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I kind of, I was, I was kind of hoping like, I, I don't even know what to expect. I, I, I honestly didn't know what he was expecting, but you know, you're, you're like, you're, you, you knew you were going to get a, a story that was very going to be very similar. So you're going, okay. So they're trying something new. I think at this point, um, for, for this, which I I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Like I I'm, I'm it's, it's like I'm still trying to rattle this in my head. Like, um, I, I like I, I sometimes I was telling I think I was telling Stacy or, or the way I felt about it was that you have a favorite character mm-hmm. and if that favorite character is the lead of the movie, you're great. That's awesome. You're happy. But the person who let's say for example, Stacy's a sub zero kind of gal. Um, if Sub-Zero was the lead character, she'd be all into it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, this is awesome. But let's say you're a Scorpion fan. You know, then you're going to be mad that your guy's not taking center. That Why isn't the story surrounded by you, by your favorite character? So if they bring, they have to bring in someone, quote unquote, fresh and new to represent the audience in this moment, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if he's got this birthmark that's going to tie him into somebody in the mythology i mean part of me is like okay so he'll be what's his face uh, your soul is mine that guy <laughs> yeah 
you know, like maybe he's related to that guy, or maybe he's related to Shao Kahn in some way, shape, or form. Like you're, you know, like maybe that there's a tie there because a lot of the game's mythology is based on families and feuds and, and things like that. So maybe they'll they'll tie in, or maybe what's going to happen is, and I said, and this is very thin, that maybe Cole's character turns into somebody that doesn't have that name anymore. You know, like Sector or, you know, Reptile or something, Smoke. Mm -hmm. You know, like something silly and stupid that they go, well, we got to give this guy a character name. Like, you know, hey, look, it's, you know, hey, it's Billy Bob. And he's going to be our fighter. But don't worry, we got plans for him. We're going to turn him into, you know, Noob Sabbat, which I know is not going to happen because Noob Sabbat's a variation of Sub-Zero. I got it. I don't need fan mail. (laughs) I don't need But let's say reptile or 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 smoke or somebody you know like maybe he gets altered in some way and he becomes Baraka for all I know who knows you know there's a guy like um, who's a cowboy gunslinger maybe he's related to that guy who knows like could be anything but I think that you need for something like that I guess you kind of need that that audience character you know because what's going to happen is I mean that character you can kill him off at the end you know and I guess my question is Ed since I'm now spitballing and I fell into a well and I'm rambling um, how are they going to handle fatalities because they said fatalities are going to be in the movie but I feel like again Scorpio and Sub-Zero you see the fight you see them get one and if they're going to do a fatality and let's say Sub-Zero defeats Scorpion and kills him with a fatality. How do you bring him back for a sequel? <laughs> like, because I mean, I don't think this. I don't know if this movie is going to do Godzilla versus Kong numbers, but I mean, when we were at the theaters, they they played a trailer for it, and Stacey's like, "I want to go to the movies to see that," and I honestly was quite shocked because I didn't know she was going to be like like all into wanting to go see that. In my head, I'm like, "Oh well." We'll watch it at the house. I mean, it comes out, you know, that Friday. I don't have any plans. It'll be good for the show. Like, you know, but when she says, like, I want to see it, I want to see it in the theaters, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that kind of changes things a little bit. I'm like, all right. You know, like, okay. I had no idea that she was like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Okay. See, that makes me more curious now because my wife said, she goes, are you going to see it? And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's part of the reason why I got HBO Max for the next six months was to see right. movies like this, you know, kind of thing. And she goes, well, wait for me. I want to watch it with you. And I'm like, my wife, like, it's like, what? Like, like, so I'm like, there must be some actor who's going to show off like chest or something like that, you know, like, yeah. Okay, maybe for your wife, but I don't think my wife thinks that way. My, my, yeah, okay. my mm-hmm. wife is a yeah. gamer, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and she has mentioned that she has played many Mortal Mortal Kombat's in the past. I mean, she's from that era of the consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it in, in an arcade. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do think that she's definitely sat on a PlayStation or an Xbox or you know or some you know home thing with Mortal Kombat Two. You know. She's a Batman fan, so she's she's probably played at least you know Mortal Kombat versus DC, you know at some point. I mean, I've even I played that horrible game. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
But I was just saying, <laughs> like that game. <laughs> I think that game is right. Is is like some we were talking. About, we were talking about that game at work, and someone said, "I'm surprised they haven't done that again." They should remake that game. And I was like, you got to be out of your goddamn mind if you think someone's going to take the chance to reboot Mortal Kombat versus DC. <laughs> and then they looked at me like I was straight, like I was, I, I popped the second head. Yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm like, I'm like, think about it. There is no way. What was the problem with that first game? There was no fucking blood. There was no stakes. Like, there was no quote-unquote fatalities to it everything was like oh look i beat the shit out of scorpion and he fell over there was no like no payoff you know that <laughs> the whole beauty of mortal Kombat is to get that fatality or that friendly or that babality or whatever you want to do the, the combos mm. so when you have like you know, you're punching but batman's punching scorpion or sub-zero and there's no blood you're like what's the point he's <laughs> gonna all like <sighs> oh your punching bag and there's no because you know DC didn't want to have blood in the game uh, it's like so if they reboot that I mean now I, now I did amend that by saying well in today's world you could have it like a, a teen movie because uh, you know or maybe a mature rated game because you know the Justice League was technically R you have Deadpool like there's R rated comic book movies out there in the world so maybe they could possibly get away with it. I don't think they'll even try, even come close. You know, I to me, I I was like, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna touch it. You know, especially yeah. in that genre. Yeah, never say never though. Anyway, I, just... I person, I mean, look, I, this I'm gonna put, put this out in the world. Just maybe some good karma will come my way. Um, I think if Disney was smart, you could do a. Since you now own pretty much all of Marvel's history and their their characters, you can maybe pull off an Avengers versus X Men video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, since they now own X, you know, they own the X Men now. They have all their Marvel characters. I mean, you might have to still kind of you know stroke a few penises for Spider Man to show up in it, but you know, ultimately, you you might be able to get away with like a decent fight game with the Marvel characters. I mean, the ultimate dream, though, and um, would be Marvel versus DC, the video game, kind of like Injustice. Yeah, you know, but that's that's a pipe dream. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see that day. Mm. It'd be nice. Oh, yeah. You know, see Captain America and Superman punch each other in the face—that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what they could do? Oh, see, God damn it, Ed! I've, I I cracked the code. Okay. Okay, you have the DC Marvel universes fighting each other, right? And at some point, halfway through the the game, the worlds combine and they create the amalgam characters. Like you know, you had the uh, the the Super Patriot guy. You had the Dark Claw, which was the the combination of Batman versus Wolverine into one unit. Mm-hmm. You could do like a. A Harley Quinn Deadpool crossover, or like a Green Goblin Joker esque kind of amalgam of each character, and that you know they have to fight to each other. I don't know. I, it's the beginning of a concept. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, but that just that requires all the companies that own all the rights to be like, oh, we all have to get along now, get a good company. You can't have one team be better than the other. You got to make it nice and equal. <laughs> throw up, throw up, vomit, vomit. <laughs> Can't we just get the Hulk just to punch this man in his face a few times? It's all masking. Is that so much to ask? You know, yes. Watch, you know, a batarang get shoved down Captain America's throat. <laughs> you know, <sighs> see Wonder Woman and Red uh, Black Widow go at it. <laughs> you know, That'd be awesome. Uh, sure. <clears throat> so, maybe, maybe your wife, maybe your wife's a closeted Mortal Kombat fan. It surprised she, me, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where she's all Disneyfied out. Like, yeah, let's go to Disney behind closed doors. You're down. You're you're down in your man cave watching TV, and she's up just gutting people in, in some underground Mortal Kombat thing. <laughs> she, you think she's playing Switch, but she's not. <laughs> It's not Animal Crossing. It's really this more. It's a. It looks like Animal Crossing, but it's a Mortal Kombat portal where she's wrecking shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's interested. You know, every night she goes to bed with blood on her hands. <laughs> I need more blood. Ed, no, no, you sit down there and say, it's okay, Ed. You can just stay down there, watch your show, play your games. I'll be fine. I got my Animal Crossing. Mortal Kombat! Find out she's got any, like, any, what do you call it, black light tattoos on her. <laughs> she, she leaves the house at night to go to some underground fight club. And you're snoring away. You know, she comes back in, you know. <laughs> The stack full of cash that you know nothing about. <laughs> Great, your wife being an underground fighter. <laughs> One day you're just sitting in the back door, kicks in, she comes staggering in with a, a knife wound. Hey, get the stitches! You're like, I don't know what am I supposed to do? And you're watching her, she's pulling, you know, the Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, sewing herself up in her on her side. And you're going, I don't, I don't understand. Where, where were you? What happened? Ed, you don't understand. It's above your pay grade. <laughs> but we need to leave. We need to leave now. And you're drugged through this whole wild race of going, I didn't know. My, my wife was an underground fighter. And she, you just watch her snapping necks and breaking arms. You're going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, she she you know rips a head off and pulls the skull in her hands and goes. By the way, don't forget to book the flight to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and then she swings the you know swings the spinal cord around, whacking guys in the face with a skull, and she just ripped out of her latest victim. <laughs> don't keep looking at my fuzzy dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyway, Ed, speaking of money, speaking of movies and stuff, um, Lou Diamond Phillips, remember him? Yeah. Well, apparently, he got the call for Young Guns 3. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm -hmm. Didn't he die in the first one? 
<laughs> I know he. I think he made. It. I think he made it. I think he made it to the third one. Okay. I mean, it's the second one. <laughs> um, apparently, Young Gun star Lou Diamond Phillips is sincerely. I'm sorry, is sincerely hoping that he'll get to write again as Jose Chavez y Chavez in Young Guns Three. Uh, Young Gun star Lou Diamond Phillips has now confirmed that yes, he has gotten the call for the proposed sequel, Young Guns Three, and that yes, he is hoping to return. Uh, based on the overwhelming positive response to the recent news that the third installment of Young Guns franchise is in development, there is clearly an appetite for more of the mismatched crew, with Phillips hoping that he they can work out a way to bring him back. Um, I will say that there are a couple of the characters where we're not sure what happened. Uh, it'll, maybe it'll be one of those get-the-band-back-together kind of situations. If they can make it, I'll be there. Uh, see, Lou Diamond Phillips, who played in both Young Guns and Young Guns 2, believes that things were, were left just ambiguous enough for several characters, including his own, and that resurrecting them shouldn't be too difficult a task. Uh, he goes on to say that I got the quote, I got the phone call uh, a year ago. I know that Emilio has been working on it, and that's what's even more encouraging is that John Fusco, the creator of the first two movies, is working on it with him. There's just enough ambiguity about Chavez's death that means he might have survived just like Billy the Kid did. So I guess you're right. I guess he was he might have been mortally wounded. Um, <laughs> released way back in 1988, Ed. The first Young Guns starred Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, Dermot Mulroney, uh, Casey Simansko, Terrence Stamp, Terry O'Quinn, uh, uh, whether employer John Turnstall, played by Terrence Stamp, is gunned down by a crooked Lawrence G. Murphy, played by Jack Palance, this ragtag group of cowhands come together to ride forth in search of bloody vengeance for the death of their beloved mentor and friend. Um, in case you care, Ed, the movie grossed a total of $56 million against its $11 million budget. That's a that's a that's a hit, Ed. Um, the movie spawned a sequel in the form of 1990s Young Guns 2, which reunited the cast to further explore the life and times of Emilio Estes' Billy the Kids. Despite Young Guns 2 receiving even worse reviews than its predecessors, both movies have since gone on to garner a cult following. With the first movie in particular being heralded as an iconic 80s treasure. <laughs> really? Who? Who says that? I know I sound like an owl, but who? I don't remember much about the movie. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing both movies. I remember enjoying enjoying the first one way more than the second one. It's in my consciousness of going, I remember seeing that movie. It was 88. I I was going to the movies every weekend with my friends. I had a job. We probably watched it. Um, And I was like, okay, 1990, I I, I, I remember seeing that because I remember going, wasn't that Bon Jovi? Oh, he's gone. You know, like, and and I remember getting the soundtrack and driving around in the car with the soundtrack because it was a good soundtrack for the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably the best thing about that movie, now that I think about it. But it was just, it's, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, like, an 80s iconic movie? Like, who makes, who voted? Because I didn't get to, I didn't get to ballot. I didn't get a say in this. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, right, but I guess you know. Hey, Ed, I guess guess what I saw? I saw Young Guns Three. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's now Billy the middle-aged adult. <laughs> he's actually, you know, he's forming a, a a new team of villains, and he's calling them the 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 mighty kids, and you know. Because I mean, really, I mean, it's 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 gonna it's not young guns anymore. It's like grandpa guns. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like, hey, remember the, like, hey, grandpa, tell us about your last ride. You know, I, I just, well, kids, sit back down. Let grandpa tell you a tale about my friends. You know, because you're gonna have to age Emilio Estevez even further. So that way, when you look back in this flashback movie, it makes him feel like he's younger. I, I don't know. Unless they're going to throw a, a Young Guns three cost three hundred million dollars to make because we de-aged every one of our actors. <laughs> <laughs> but we're hoping to break even. <laughs> to what crowd? <laughs> I mean, is, is westerns make money anymore? Like I rem- I remember the movies fondly, but you know what? I didn't go wake up today thinking I wanted to see Young Guns three. Like, <laughs> like that sure, was I'm never just, on my radar. I'll tolerate Indiana Jones five at this point. <laughs> you know, you want to throw another Star Wars movie at me? Okay, it's a franchise. Young Guns three never once popped into my head. Shit! At this point, I'll take Weird Science two before I take you know Young Guns three. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings you to the next article. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of weird science too. Uh, actually, no. Um, what do you call it? My next one is actually. I think it's um, it's my last article. Really, um, we are sort of quasi fans of Legends of Tomorrow. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, we we like it, even though we think it's kind of kooky and silly. Um, apparently, um, Dominic Purcell, the guy who plays Rory Mick Rory, um, Heatwave on the show, kind of this is a twofold thing. He went on social media to say that he quit the show, um, and did it in like this like blaze of glory type thing. He had this this great photo of him like in a beer with like a beer belly and gut, and he's like, his quote is on on the post. It said. Uh, deal isn't done I have no interest whatever cash they throw on a corporate level I'm walking away from Legends of Tomorrow it's been a total pleasure and a humbling experience bringing DC Comics iconic character Heatwave aka McFlurry to life Uh, Warner Brothers television is not the issue response however then a couple days later he seemingly revealed on his social media that he would be exiting the role of Heat Waves uh, Legend Tomorrow, at the same time criticizing the studio's attitude. He now explains that the entire online affair was a publicity stunt, clarifying that while he is leaving the show as a regular, he will continue to make periodic appearances as Heat Wave, also known as McRory. Both the original post and its follow-up have been removed, which makes me think 
he probably wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> um, Purcell's latest post acknowledges the publicity stunt and teases similar posts to come. He wrote, let's see how much press and CW's Legends Tomorrow can get tomorrow. Me and Mick have been such naughty boys. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, because yeah, I think because they announced an a new season they announced season six i think it is or is it season seven uh either way i'm like dude they're actually starting the new season i think this week uh i think i think actually tonight i think it might have happened uh on the cw um you know so that's why i think that he went on to social media and posted it you know as a joke because i think they announced that they were doing a, a a season seven too, like or they announced a new season, and and that's where he posted. It's a funny video. It's a funny photo because it's like him shirtless, but he's got his guts sticking out, and he's drinking a beer. Like he's got like I got no interest because fuck him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I thought it was kind of because like, people were like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Because you, he, it kind of like threw shade at the studio by saying I don't care how much money you're going to throw at me I ain't fucking doing it you know and I guess someone got a call and was like dude you realize they're taking that serious right you gotta you might want to fix that like <laughs> cause that's what, that's what the article felt like it happened like he, he said it cause I grabbed the initial article as like a, oh my god he waves leaving I like his character but it seems to be like they're getting rid of everybody now because, I mean, only left as far as the original characters go is, what's her face? A white canary. Yeah. I and I think everybody else has been replaced. Yes, or changed over so many times, yeah. Right. So yeah. I feel like, okay, I'm like, okay, well, I guess it makes sense. Maybe it should, you know, I don't, like, are they going to cancel the show? Like, well, season six starts this May second, so I'm sorry. So that's it's uh, this is going to be season six, uh, and it's going to start in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, yeah. two two Sundays from now. Like, all right, I'm. All right, and then it's I guess the last round of heat wave. I guess maybe he'll find a bar and settle down or make his romance novels. This <laughs> <laughs> you know? sure I am watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I. Yeah, I think I said, I just figured I threw that in there because first, like at first I was like, oh my God, he's leaving. Well, that kind of sucks because I like his character. And then again, I feel like it's, he got the phone call going, why'd you do that, dude? That's bad. Bad. <laughs> bad bad wave. Bad. <laughs> Get the little, little spray can. <laughs> now, go fix that on social media. He's like, just kidding. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. And now that I made said that was just joshing, let me go take those down quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh, you want to come back for some episodes there? Do you, Dominic? Do you? Because you know what, you didn't stop talking some shit. <laughs> you see what we did? You saw what we did to Cyborg? <laughs> Imagine what we could do to you, you third tier bad guy on a low rate TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> you, you think you got Fisher pulling this puppy? He doesn't have that kind of pull. <laughs> he thinks he does, but he ain't getting squat. I just was making a joke. You know, no, 
the only jokes you make are the ones that we put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the ones we write for you. That's right. <laughs> and that heat wave gun belonged to CW. Oh. <laughs> Just sitting there going, I'm sorry. You're right. Checks hasn't cleared yet. <laughs> I guess I should say something nice. <sighs> yeah, okay. Just kidding, folks. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> if you see every, if you look, if he highly, he accidentally capitalized certain letters, what does it spell out? Help me. <laughs> Goodbye, Heat Wave. I hope your last season they send you off in a blaze of glory. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I make a Heat Wave joke, but I also tied it back to Young Guns. Oh, God. <laughs> I think on that note. <laughs> Shot down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> oh, you got that cassette tape somewhere and start biasing it. Young Guns 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Good old Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. On a steel horse he rides like a cowboy. I heard he's wanted dead or alive. <laughs> All right, I got to stop. I'm going to fall down to a well. All right. That's our show, folks. Hope you liked it. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at, Ge- at Geeksters. Also, too, if you want to contact Ed, on anything about the show, anything at all, just email him, say, hey, Ed, what's up? I'm a big fan of you and the show. Uh, so I, I, I wrote to at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> or you contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.